way, Scotty! Am I doing the intro? Yeah, it's your turn. I might just use that one, because that was a good one. (laughs) And I have. I've used that one. Welcome to the podcast, Mel. (laughs) That's cheating. For those that haven't picked up, we take it in turns to do the intro, and it's the worst part of my week. No, it's not the worst part of my week. It's the most challenging thing. It's the worst part of your fortnight, (laughs) because you don't have to do it every week. (laughs) (laughs) To come up with that exciting intro, and you did it for me this week, but welcome. (laughs) Welcome back to episode 61 of the Parkrun Adventurers, an episode where we're going to lament our lack of running. Because I haven't been for a run for five days. However are you managing? (laughs) I feel disgusting. And I want you to talk me through it. Because... Well, uh, what are the extenuating circumstances? What's stopping you from running? Have you injured yourself again? I haven't really injured myself. I've got a little niggle and I thought I'll rest it for a couple of days. So it doesn't turn into a big niggle? Yeah. But that's all it took for me to sort of lose my all my motivation. And I haven't run on the weekend. I parked, walked. What do we call it? Wogged? No, we didn't even well, walk. Well, no, it's it's wogging when you walk jog. <laughs> no, Kasia and I so. didn't do that. We just walked pretty much the whole way, which was great again. Nothing yeah. wrong with walking. I no. walked on Saturday because basically... And, and it's still a walk at this stage. Somebody mentioned something about it being a turbo waddle, but I don't think I waddle yet. Okay. I'm not, I'm not at that point of waddling. Is there waddling. a tipping point? Is there a weight to <sighs> There is definitely ratio? an imbalance around my middle that is affecting my center of gravity. Um, but, the, you know, I, I mentioned a few weeks ago that I went for a walk. I had the marshals on course telling me to stop. <laughs> They're like, no, don't run. So I don't know what I was looking like, but they must have been worried that I was going to tip over or something. It's not that big of a belly yet, guys. Okay. I still, I haven't stacked it quite yet. I still have most of my faculties. But yes, I'm, I, I have also, not for the same reasons as you, my niggles are different. But yes, I'm, I'm reeling back in on the running So how are you coping? How are you coping mentally? Because I know nothing physically hasn't changed. I feel like about 10 kilos heavier, but I know that's not true. But mentally, I just feel... I think mentally I've just been cranky and taking it out (laughs) of my husband. Oh, and me. And you. I haven't been taking it out on you. A little bit. Oh, (laughs) poor diddums. Suck it up, princess. It's only going to get worse for the next few months. (laughs) I'm looking forward to (laughs) Exactly. Can't wait to catch up with Adam in a couple of weeks, compare notes. <laughs> well, you try seeing how much you like it if somebody just looks at you every day and just says, look at that belly. You know, it's just like, yeah, anyway. Um, what I actually have been doing is I have been going to pregnancy yoga on Saturdays. So my, my, I get to park run and volunteer or wog or walk at parkrun and then generally have to race off to get to pregnancy yoga which is a bit of a distance away but the lady who takes the class has been doing it for something like 36 years or something ridiculous and um, she really knows what she's doing 
And it's hard. Have you do you, have you ever done like normal people yoga? I did yoga many moons ago and didn't enjoy it, so I haven't gone back to it. So you did it just the one time? <laughs> Maybe a couple. I, I do Maybe a couple. I'm not the most flexible person and I just remember feeling stupid most of the time in class. Okay. Well, you should try doing that with a class full of ladies with various sized bellies who are, you know, trying not to topple over and it's I kind of feel like it's a bit of cheating yoga because we don't do a lot of the hard stuff just because we can't and because bellies get in the way when you try to bend in certain directions and stuff and apparently squishing the belly is not a good idea <laughs> so we avoid those sorts of poses but it's still hard it's just you know by the end of it I'm ready for a nap and a lie down. And in fact, she actually lets us have a lie down at the end, which goes for about 15 minutes. And we all get these lovely little like bolster things. I can't remember what she calls them. And you put one between your legs and the other one you use as a pillow. And it's just like nap time in kindergarten where everybody lies down on their mats. And I love it. I love that last 15 minutes. But oh my God, the 90 minutes to get there, far out. I just keep telling myself that it's just like training for a marathon. All these little training exercises now is going to make that big marathon effort at the end not hurt so much. That's that's what I'm telling myself. Hopefully that is what happens. Yeah. Now, this yoga is also impacting your adventuring. It is, yes, because it's um it's keeping me very close to home. Being, needing to be someplace close to home at 10 a.m. on a Saturday means I can't realistically get up and travel two hours to an event someplace else. So we weren't adventurers this week. I was back at home for only about for the second or third time this year. Second or third time this year you were at home? Yeah, I think so. I don't, I, I think you are underestimating how many weeks we've already had this year. Hmm, maybe. Anyway. It was good to be back home. <laughs> Are you going to go for a run tomorrow or the next day to break this five-day spell and crack yourself out of the cranks? Hopefully by the time everyone is listening to this podcast, I have gone for another run. It has to have happened. Especially at the rate you edit these days. <laughs> See what I mean? You just keep taking, taking shots. Yeah. <sighs> I've got nothing else to do. I'm just watching March Madness at the moment. You've got March Madness for March Madness. Yeah. I reckon we're going to have our own version. Might be a May Madness kind of thing once I get my act together. But Given it's quite late in the month to start a March Madness thing. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, get your brackets ready. Park Run March Madness in May. It's coming. Maybe. And it's going to be contentious. That's why the maybe's there. <laughs> we'll workshop it through April. Speaking of April, do you know of any events that are doing any April Fool's jokes this weekend? I don't. Do you? Well, I think if you don't know about it, then chances are the joke's going to be on you. It usually is. So I look forward <laughs> to it. I look forward to being made fun of. now on the podcast is a very special young lady all the way from Ireland. 
Her name is Katie Cook. She's 19 years old and a few weeks ago the BBC shared some news, a news story about her which attracted more than 26,000 likes on their Facebook post. It has been shared 10,983 times and has had more than 2.5 million views online. So that's a bit impressive. Katie, welcome to the podcast. Hiya, thank you for having me. Now, Katie, could we get you to just share a little bit about what your story is about, why why it has just blown out all over the world like that in just a few short weeks? Um, well, it was actually really overwhelming how it happened because I'd actually done like different um, videos and stuff before like um, in Ireland like I've worked with RTE which be our kind of national television and national radio and I've worked with TV3 and I've been on the radio and like I've done podcasts so when the BBC came along um, like I didn't really expect anything of it like I for- kind of forgot how big the BBC was like I kind of because I was used to, like, working with RTE. Like, I was like, oh, I'll just be the same. Um, so they flew in over from London, and it still didn't register with me. Um, and then they texted me that night, and they are like, oh, the video's going up. And within about 20 minutes, I have had 20, like, just 20 messages from random people all around the world. Um so I, I don't think I realised until the next day, like, how big it was going to be. So, Katie, your story is interesting because you suffer from chronic epilepsy. And for those that didn't see the story, this interferes with your running a little bit. Yeah. So, like, for those who, like, don't know anything about me and haven't seen the video, um, yeah, I have chronic epilepsy. Um, I have three types of epilepsy which a lot of people don't think can happen. So um, one of the ones of my epilepsy is particularly bad. Um, It's in my left central lobe. And like I would suffer from a lot of my seizures would be hallucinations. Uh, um, So on like on a day, like on a normal day, I would have 16 seizures. And that can range anything up to 16 to 100. Like it just depends like it's just on average I have 16 um so yeah like you could say it interferes with normal life running going to the bathroom having a shower all that sort of thing but the the practicalities of it when you are out for a run say you're going out for a couple of five six mile run preparing for your marathon and you feel a seizure coming on what, what actually happens Like, I'm really lucky if I feel a seizure coming on. Like, that's the thing. Like, when I get a warning sign, again, for those who don't know what a warning sign is, it's um, usually like an aura some most people with epilepsy would get, like maybe 10 minutes, an hour, a second, a minute before their seizure. And I get mine in my head. Um, But, yeah, I feel blessed that I get warning signs because those that when I don't get them – like, I'll be running and I'll fall over and obviously cut myself and all this sort of thing. Um, so when I do get one, um, I'm, like, even if it's a race, I'm usually with Colin. So I will, like, be like, Colin, I'm going to have one. And I'll just automatically sit down wherever I am, even if it's in the middle of the road. Um, 
Or sometimes I'm really stubborn about it and I'm like, no, I'm going to power on through. Maybe it'll go away. And it usually doesn't. So it's kind of the bad decision. Is the epilepsy something that you were born with or something that has developed over time? Um, no, it developed when I was eight years old and then I was diagnosed when I was nine. So, like, there is obviously arguments to say that I could have possibly born with it and that I just developed it, but, like, who knows, really. Uh, they don't really know a whole lot about the brain, but, yeah, like, they, like, I developed it when I was eight. Have you always been a runner or is it just something you've started in recent years? Um, I was actually a pro water skier for most of my life. Um, so I water skied from the age of three up until I was 13. Um, and I was really properly thinking that as, like, as, a, as a career. Um, because like as in I was entering in competitions and all that sort of thing. Um, but I did kind of do running on the side and um, I would do it as a stress reliever and all that sort of thing but it wasn't a serious kind of sport of mine um, so I suppose I did it but I didn't do it as serious as I do it now. And did you give water skiing away at age of 13 because of the epilepsy or how did that happen? So, 13 was kind of the age where I came into impact with how bad my epilepsy was because when I was diagnosed, um, once the seizures were under control, um, my epilepsy was fine. Um, it was, like, great. I would have maybe a seizure maybe every three months, which for me was, like, fantastic. Um, so, I was still able to continue water skiing. Um, but at the age of 13, um, probably to do with hormones and all that, it's when my epilepsy gradually just got worse and worse. Um, and so I knew that I couldn't continue water skiing. And the doctors were like, look, it's just too dangerous. And what did the doctors say about you running an epilepsy? Did they say it was too dangerous? You shouldn't do it? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, like... The thing is, like, obviously Colin supports me and the running and all that sort of thing. Like, Colin's my neurologist. Um, but, like, there have been doctors that have thought I'm a literal crazy person and Colin's a literal crazy person. Um, like, there's no studies to say that running helps me um, and my epilepsy. Um, but obviously everyone knows kind of what sports do for your mental health and they can actually help you improve physically and help your illness. But yeah, there has been doctors um, that have looked at me and been like, what you're doing is ridiculously dangerous. I, I just can't even express that. Like my recent marathon that I did, um, I had some serious injury to my bowel during it. And when I went into hospital, like straight afterwards, because I didn't stop the marathon, I finished the marathon, then went straight to hospital. Um, the doctor, like, he didn't really have anything to say. He was just shaking his head. So, yeah, there has been doctors that advised against it. Okay, Let, let's put aside the bowel injury. Has running in general helped you physically and mentally? Yeah. It definitely has. Like, running has helped me physically and mentally. Like, I don't know how to explain it. Um, but, yeah, like, as in it helped me, 
like with my mental health it helps me get through days and I find days that I don't run like as in I'll feel a little groggy and tired and all that sort of thing. Now I can't get over the fact that you're only 19 and you you did your first marathon two years ago have you done more than that since then? Yeah I've done two marathons. Oh my goodness okay and so (laughs) How how does a 19-year-old train for a marathon, especially when you need to obviously run with um, your training partner, Colin, who's also your doctor? Um, well, I don't actually train with Colin. Um, me and Colin do races together only for the reason I'd be doing them by myself. But it's because I get pulled out of races, um, like um, the paramedics. Um, as soon as they see a seizure, they like a lot of them don't understand because they don't like some seizures can be really severe and they can you know obviously cause like brain hemorrhages and all that sort of thing and so as soon as they see a seizure they're like oh my god like put her on a stretcher straight to hospital and then when I wake up they think that I'm in a post like ictal state which is basically what a lot of people get after seizures it's kind of like you're confused so as soon as I get up and like oh I can run they think that I'm just confused and they don't like they're like if you're not continuing like no way so it's very uncommon for someone to have as many seizures as that as I do and I'm fine afterwards and but Colin um no like he doesn't train with me on a day-to-day basis I run myself like I'll go off on a run by myself it's just for races that I don't get you know thrown out of them that's a pretty awesome doctor yeah Colin is definitely goes over above the doctor status and I love him for that and he is absolutely amazing I can't like I can't express it like how he has changed my life Hey Katie, I reckon you're kind of amazing. You've you've overcome the epilepsy thing, but you've also you're an active teenage girl. That's not so. That's not that's a rare thing these days. What what's been your motivation to stay active? Have, have your friends are they as active as you are? Well, my boyfriend is like a very very good runner. Um, I like to slag him a lot because I have beat his 5k and 10k times. Um, <laughs> so I like to be like, oh, I'm a better runner than you. Um, but yeah, no, my boyfriend's a very, very good sprinter. Um, and then, yeah, one of my best friends, she's a runner. So I do know a lot of friends that will be quite active. And obviously from like when I was water skiing, I know like people who did that. Um, so yeah, it's not uncommon for like you know my friends to be like inactive but obviously I do like to compete quite a lot so I don't know a lot of people that would kind of pursue it in a like competing aspect so your social circle of friends are an active bunch that always helps yeah yeah it it does help now you've also speaking of social you've done a park run I've done a few park runs actually um that was the park run that they did with BBC and um, I like that was like I think my 10th one I used to do it every Saturday morning and I didn't know if it's kind of embarrassing I can't believe I'll be meeting this on radio but um I didn't know that they like recorded your time so I'd always wear my like my watch and then yeah I finally were like oh we, we can record your time if you just sign up online <laughs> so I did that with BBC but like I didn't do that for the 10 others 
Um, yeah, I've done a few. <laughs> it's just difficult because it's morning time. Um, so I, I find it really difficult to get up in the morning consistently um, because I have like 10 seizures at night time and like I get zero sleep usually. So yeah, I, 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 I tend to not go to them most mornings. The parkrun you did was Cabin Teeley Parkrun for the BBC, which looks like an absolutely stunning place. Can you tell us anything about the, the other parkruns you've done? So the other parkruns I've done would have been exactly in Cabin Teeley um, because it's local for me. Um, it's just down the road. It's about, like, I would say four kilometres away from me. Like, you can walk it, you can run it, you can get the bus, whatever. Um, and I would have done it, like, exactly there. I would have gone to Cabantini on Saturday morning at nine o'clock. Um, the only problem with Cabantini now is it's very hilly. Like, it's very, very hilly. Like, you're, like, running up a steep. Um, it is only 5K, so that's great. Um but yeah, they would have been relatively like what I did with BBC. Awesome. And would you encourage other people? Have you encouraged other people to get along to Parkrun as well? I do have a best friend that is, she wouldn't be into running that much. And I'm kind of the annoying active friend. They'd be like, come on, go for a run with me. And I have dragged her on a few runs. But no, I don't think she would make it all the way to a park run. She'd probably kill me. So <laughs> I'll just leave it for myself for now. Katie, thanks for coming on and telling your story. Thank you so much. Um, Thank you. We like the Irish. I, I, I've got a running mate who's Irish. I like running with the Irish. So if I ever go over, get over to Ireland, I hope we can have a run together. You can come run with me. Yes, I would love that. It sounds like you're too fast for me, though. <laughs> <laughs> no, like my speeds have gone down. A little but I'm hoping to to get back up there and get faster so I would say that we're going to be the same speed for a little while now fantastic can't wait thanks Katie thanks for joining the podcast. thank you so much okay Mel and I are in party mode and I know a couple of others who might be in party mode as well this week we're going to catch up with Anthony and Belinda from Lismore Parkrun. Welcome to the pod, guys. Welcome. Yay. <laughs> party time. Are you in party mode? Are you getting ready for this weekend, your first anniversary? We are. Our household is buzzing with getting things organised and making sure our um, our kit's all ready and that we've got extra tokens in case we get a big turn up. Not sure how many people. But yeah, we're yeah no yeah we are. Our children are quite excited, so um, or our teenage daughters are quite excited, so they keep saying, "Can't wait till Saturday! Can't wait till Saturday!" So yeah, it's going to be good. Well, this this in itself is quite unique. You've got teenage daughters excited about parkrun. You've managed to get them along all year. What's your secret? How did you do it? Um, I I don't can't honestly answer that. No. It's- they, they, they just enjoy the atmosphere. Um, mm. they, they've got a few of their friends that turn up and, and it's... That is starting to come as well. starting to come. It's, it's, it's a social outing. And a following. Um, so they, they enjoy fitness. And I think they see how excited we get. I, I know I get excited and I don't stop talking. Um, a lot of our run directors know that I <laughs> have a bit of a babble and um, 
they, um, I guess it brushes off on them. And they've also done some run directing stints when we've had um, kids take over. So they're always very the first ones to put their hands up and say they want to either run direct or timekeeping are the two positions that they love the most. So um, we're pretty ex- excited about that. And, it, and if we have anyone ever that's unable to volunteer, the girls are always the first ones to say that they'll fill, us, fill in for us. So, yeah, we've got a good team here. <laughs> because it's going to be your anniversary this weekend, you've got a fancy dress theme. Do the girls get involved in that as well? Oh, yes. yes. Yeah, we've been – we actually got our costs our outfits during the school holidays in January so yes we are ready <laughs> wow you've you've been planning for a little while see my teenage nieces they they get all funny about they're too cool to get dressed up and I'm like no you're not cool unless you get dressed up exactly Seriously. so what is, what is your theme um it's a fluoro fun run and it's socks um, wigs, braces, tutus, shorts, t-shirts, anything, fluoro. anything, earrings, whatever you can find, fluoro, which is easy. We wanted it to be easy. We didn't want it to. We want to start off, you know, just do things simple and just keep it that way. So um, we thought that was the easiest one to go to go with. So yeah, so we went with that. Yeah, no, it's a great thing. Everybody's got a bit of fluoro. In their cupboard. Yes. Even the guys you out know, there. That's right. I was just about to say, <laughs> even Anthony, he hasn't had to buy anything because he's he's got One bright singlet. Yeah. So he's set. I've just got some extra little bits to add that he doesn't know about <laughs> yet. <laughs> I'm sure I will now. <laughs> so how have you found the first year? It, it seems like it's been a big success. Have you guys enjoyed yeah. it? Yeah. yeah, we've got a great um, run directing team, um, so I'd like to say a big thanks to them. They'll be listening. So our team, we have, um, including us, we've got seven, but we've just recruited two more, so we've got nine. Our park run roster has been filled six weeks in advance, and I know that probably sounds like I'm skiding, but I'm really excited about to, that we've built a really good volunteering base here and people actually come to us and, our tail walker or tail runner positions filled until June. So it's crazy. (laughs) So, um, yeah, no, look, we've had a great, great lot of support and, um, and we've made lots of, lots of friends and made new connect running connections and running groups and things like that. So it's been, yeah, it's just uh, our lives are so different from 12 months ago and it's been such an amazing thing. So, yeah, and we all know how great park run is. Now, the Smith name is pretty common. There are a few Smiths running around the park run circles. Are there any relations? Oh. <laughs> yeah, my, my brother's the uh, the ED down at Barrel. And did, is that how you got involved in park run? Um, kind yeah, but, of. Between, between my brother and, and Belinda's sister. My sister and her brother and her husband are the event directors at Town of Seaside. So, um, and we got involved by going to Park Run in 2014. 14. We were told you must print a barcode and you must bring it with you. And we're like, what? Anyway, we did it. And we went to Brightwater and that was our first experience. And from there, we just kept going. And then later, I think in 2015, our 
our mum started to go to park run or park walk and park run. She used to walk it. We used to go to Brightwater and everyone was clapping and really friendly. And we're like, wow, this is this is weird. This is, you know, unusual. And um then unfortunately my mum um had cancer and um Mel and everyone rallied behind mum with her fight and at Brightwater we used to run for flow and be fabulous flow fighters and wear T-shirts and pink flamingos because she loved flamingos from. So I think from there the the beautiful community that surrounded our mum and helped her um, be strong and be positive during the the days of fighting cancer um, really, really shook me and, and it just made it so beautiful at what a great community of people that we didn't really know. And they used to come and come up to us and give us hugs because they all knew that we were Flo's family and, and um, yeah, it was just really mind-blowing. And from there we used to just, we started to travel to Yamba and and then um, I think in 2015 or um, I, at the, in December I said I was sick of tra- I was sick of travelling and we need to start our own park run. So um, then the rest is pretty much history. So, yeah. So, But we've made a lot of friends from the Sunshine Coast park runs up there and, um, and they've been a wealth of knowledge when I've needed help and um, in the in- initial days before even starting park run. And, yeah, I think it's... I think the community of people just supporting is just amazing. So I think that's why we really started Parkrun. It was more about we wanted to start a community event that that would help people and um, and running is definitely a good um, a good thing for your mental and for coping with with people you know passing away and grief and things like that. So that was the ingredient as to why we wanted to start Parkrun. And I've been told to stop talking. <laughs> <laughs> well, by all accounts, I mean you you've you've seen the examples other places and you've brought it to your own community, which is always awesome. I I love the fact that you guys all do it as a family, you know, you and Anthony, your co EDs and you take your girls and you take your dog. Anthony, I I know you have a job that uh, means you work night shifts sometimes and you've been known to show up at a park run with little or no sleep. How do you manage that? Honestly, I don't know, but sometimes on an hour, an hour and a half sleep, I actually do my best times. So So this is an insider tip. Anyone looking for a PB needs to not sleep the night before? Don't sleep. Um, Yeah, I was was looking forward to last week, but I – Missed out on a run last week, but there's always the next time I run. So, um, but no, I enjoy it. Some some mornings I, I don't want to get up. I, my body's telling me to uh, to stay in bed, but I I've got the bug, so I get up and um, participate. And then you go back to bed. Then I go back to bed. <laughs> and go back to work that night. Well, I find I I often want to just go back to bed, and I'll be at park run. I think it's all right. I'll have a nap when I get home, and then by the time I get home, I'm too awake and I don't go and actually have the nap. So, <laughs> what are some of the highlights you guys have had since you started your own event? Um, I think just a lot of them have been just some of the reactions or or the changes in people in people that have been turning up. You know, just. Like, you know, there's the, the very noticeable ones is, is the confidence. You know, they, they turn up and once they, they do it a couple of times, they just 
their whole outlook on life has changed. Um, and then obviously you go to the, the physical side of things where, you know, they're basically their appearance is changing, they're, they're losing weight, things like that. But I think it's just people come up and, and they just want to say thank you. Thank you for bringing Parkrun to Lismore. Um, and I think they're certainly they're, they're the good ones to have. You guys have travelled around, you just alluded to. You've been to Yamba and such. Have you got a top three between the two of you? Top three park runs that you've visited? We've been to Yamba um, and that's flat, fast, friendly. Yeah, we, we like that one. And oh, I, I went to Newcastle, I did Blackbutt. And it's, um, it's a hilly course, that one, <laughs> I discovered. That's what we hear. If you like hills, it's certainly one to do. Did you like hills? Did you enjoy it? I'll go back and do it again. Just but so, not in the summer. But yeah, not, not in summer where it's fairly warm. But um, no, certainly I, I enjoyed it. I, I look forward to next time I'm, I'm down that way. I can um, hopefully do it again. I like I like Town of Seaside and Brightwater and yeah. Yamba. They're my three. Cool. Now, um, before we, we head off and let you guys get back to planning for the event this weekend, have you got anything special planned? Yeah, we're... Um, we're fortunate enough to have a um, our one of our volunteers is a professional photographer. So he'll he's um, being out. He will be our photographer this weekend, Richard Johnson, and he's made some suggestions um, about the time and the lighting and things like that, and suggested for us to all have a glow stick for our one glow stick to show for our one and our one year anniversary. So um, he'll have some special lights on either side of our group to light us up a bit because it's the darkest morning of the year. Um, And because we have daylight savings here, it's really, really dark. I don't know if you know, Scott, how dark it is, but it's it's like nighttime at the moment. So um, it's 6 o'clock when when we're setting up. So, um, yeah, so we'll have... um, We'll have Richard organising that. Richard doing that, so it should be should be nice. And everyone's dressed in fluoro, um, fun parkrun gear. So we've just um, and we've also organised a little. We've made a slideshow and um, for to put on it to our page to thank all our volunteers because we've had seven hundred and ninety volunteers over the course of the twelve months that we've been running. So um, we just really. Want to thank our volunteers, yeah. yeah, and thank our run directors as well because they've um they've, they've all given up a lot of time to to help and support us as well. So it's yeah, it's been it's been good. It's been a great year actually. We've had you know we've had a really positive fun year. So yeah. it's been good. Onward and upward. Well, thank you too. Thank you too for putting on Lismore Park Run for the first year, and thanks for coming on the podcast and telling us all about it this week. Good luck for Saturday. Thanks, Scott. Nice talking. Thanks, Thanks, Mel. Thanks, Mel. What week in a row is this that we have zero launches, Scotty? Too many. Is this number number four? Something like that. Have have we had zero launches for March? That can't be true. Been a long time. That's all I'll say. Talk about March madness. It's March dryness. (laughs) They're coming. Well, we do have anniversaries. We do. So there could be cake or donuts. Yep. There's a couple of first anniversaries. We've already talked to the crew at Lismore. We know they're excited. I wonder if Kedron can match their excitement because they're also celebrating their first anniversary. 
I reckon they can. And also in Queensland, we've got Main Beach who are celebrating their sixth anniversary. Wow, that's six years of parkrun in Australia. Yeah. That crept up on us. It did. We've also got Taralgon celebrating their second anniversary. So happy anniversary, all those anniversarians. We also welcomed, we may not be welcoming new events into the parkrun family, but we're welcoming new parkrunners. Or future, future parkrunners. Future, well, how old do you have to be to be a parkrunner? I know officially four. However, but, you can participate in a pram for a long time before that. Yes. So congratulations to our boss, my boss, the CEO and of And his Run wife. Australia. And... <laughs> <laughs> Who actually did all the work. Yes. Well, most of the work. Some of the work was his. But the rest of it, pretty much all Nikki. They had a little baby boy this week. In trying circumstances. It's fair to be said. So now Team Oberg numbers five, and we are soon to see three gorgeous little Obergs in a pram of some... Well, no, now that Jack's running, I guess it'll be Evie and the new little Bubba Archie in the pram. It was good timing for Jack to start running. So he's made yeah, move. I wonder room. if that was premeditated. <laughs> <laughs> they pushed him out of, of the pram. Parents. Yeah. <laughs> Tried to make him think it was his own idea so there wouldn't be jealousy. Hmm. You never know. He's a smart one. Now, there could be... Remember Lyndall from a couple of weeks ago? She gave us a cracking, roving report when she visited Nambour. Now, Lyndall is heading to New Zealand and she's faced with the prospect of going somewhere on a Saturday morning without a park run. Crazy. So she's going to do... Bad planning. Yes. Out of her control, it's fair to say. But she's going to do a pop-up park run in New Plymouth this Saturday. So if you are in New Zealand, if you are of the triathlon persuasion, you might be in the area. Join Lyndall for a pop-up park run. New Plymouth. And triathletes are always fairly keen for a, a, a short hit out yeah. day before a big event. So it's it's not too... Too much to ask, I don't think. We will share the details of the location on our Facebook page. But let's make that a thing. A thing. As in as in a pop-up park run thing. Yeah. With Lyndall. Yeah. yeah. But this brings me to a question, Scotty, which we asked in the Strava group earlier this week. And I think we need to encourage more people to respond. Obviously... If Lyndall could have a park run in New Plymouth, an actual official park run, she would. But because there's not one there, she has to do a pop-up. But are there any places that, you know, don't have park runs yet that we think it would be really good to have one? I've got one for you. Can I kick it off? Go for it. I'd like to see one, like in the high country. I know we've got some trail park runs, we've got some hilly park runs. But I'd like to see one like on the top of a mountain, like in the snowfields, something like that. So you like mean, you mentioned from that last Snowy week. River kind of situation. Well, just somewhere where you can go in winter and it's going to be snowing or you can go in summer and it's just going to be bush, hilly, that sort of run. They're, okay, so you need one in Dinner Plain. Something like that. 
Yes. Jindabyne. I'd even go to New South Wales, Threadbow, something like that. Cool. That would be my dream location, my dream adventure at the moment. Yours? Well, I think I would probably have to be almost the opposite to that. Uh, as much as I would love to run in the snow and go home with frozen feet that actually were completely soaked through as well at the same time, I would I would love one in the red centre. I would love a park run out in the Northern Territory, Alice Springs area, you know, somewhere out that way where just the entire environment is different. I mean, I love my beach park runs and, and we do a lot of them around here, obviously on the Sunshine Coast, but yeah, just something absolutely different in terms of the environment that you're running through. You're just thinking... That's what I would like to do. Like red, dry, hot... Yes, but like, so so kind of like Kalgoorlie Boulder, but in the Northern Territory, so that we're sharing the love a bit. And there's something in the centre of Australia for people to stop over and, you know, get their park run fixed if they're on one of those through the centre of the country type adventures. Mm. You know, there's a massive gap. We don't have anything in Western Australia, in Northern Western Australia. I'd like to see something up there as well. I've never been there. But I'd love an excuse to go. There too. Yeah. Absolutely. So we both need an excuse. But if you've got a suggestion, head to Strava and join the club discussions where we have asked for your dream park run location. And while you're there, you can check out the recent activity. You can check out the club leaderboard. You can try looking for Scotty's runs that he hasn't done this week. Yep. Wasn't on the leaderboard last week. can tell you that. <laughs> Don't worry, I'm not sure I've ever been on the leaderboard. You're in good company. Hmm. So it's good. It's good motivation to see people, <laughs> how much people run and how often they do. And it makes you feel really bad or inspired. I wouldn't say that. <laughs> Some yeah. people are just busy in different ways. Exactly. So that's what's happening on Strava this week. And on that note, Mel, you have a fantastic parkrun day. I'll try and do the same. And I'll chat to you next week. Yeah.